welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is Life Pairings. Pairings. Because life is hard. So pair it with alcohol. See that road ahead? The dips, the turns. See the mountains, the lakes, rivers. See the roadside porta potties. Angry, tired travelers. And that ticker on the gas tank going lower and lower. Join us as today's life pairing is Road Trips with Kombucha. We discuss the year 220 and walking like a peasant. Woo! Yay! What do road trips mean to you, Carla? Generally, they're how I get from Calgary to Vancouver. <laughs> and, and me as such as well. I love road trips. I do too. Yeah. yeah. It feels, I, that's, I, life as a comedian, I'm constantly on the road. Right. It's like my whole life is road in a car. Road trip is your, yeah. part of your job. But you know what? It's something that like, people will be like, oh man, it's too bad you have to drive that far. And I'm like, no, that's like almost my favorite part is yeah. being in a car and not feeling like you have any restrictions or major time frames weighing you down. They don't need you don't need to take your shoes off to go through security. Yeah, they don't <laughs> nobody jams a thermometer in your bum. <laughs> I assume we're doing rectal rectal temperatures to take planes so. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. No, it's it's just like an easy breezy way for me. And then also just like you gotta remember like you can pack a car full of whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You can take a full of vino <laughs> Oatmeal-based moisturizer if you want to. Oh, my goodness. You don't need to, you know, pack down. It's just, for me, being in a car, despite the time uh, taking longer to get to the place, I just think it's so much more freedom. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes, too, like, if you think about how long you're traveling to somewhere, I know kind of Vancouver to Seattle is one of these things where you're like, by the time you get to the airport, through security, wait around, get on the plane, get out of the thing, wait for your... You're like, you should have just driven anyways. Yeah. It's the same time. It's the same time frame. I'm, yeah. Calgary to Kelowna is the same way. Like it's, yeah. It is like seven hours, but it's like, yeah, but you have to park your car, get out of your car, get to a plane, get wait. It's three hours before you have to leave. You yeah. know, it's so yeah. silly to me. And then you're on the other end and you don't have a vehicle. Yeah. You don't have anywhere to get. So we should mention that I am now in... Vancouver! Yay! Yay! We're we, spreading COVID all over the place. <laughs> no, we, uh, Carla and I bubbled as a mm-hmm. old cohort earlier on this month, and uh, we decided that the best way to talk about road trips was to take one. Yeah! So we drove from Calgary to, well, I dropped you off in Chilliwack. I'm in New West, so <laughs> yeah. we didn't actually ever make it to Vancouver. But... We're not quite in the heart of Vancouver, <laughs> but we are in the near nearest. To... Yeah. It was like it's something that I normally do by myself and Carla normally does yeah. by herself. So like being, and we both always say, it's nice to get some thinking done and yeah. it's always nice to be by yourself, and which is true, Yeah. but then very quickly realized how much quicker the trip is when you're not like... <laughs> desperately trying to stay awake and not kill other drivers yeah and then that that ability to actually be like you know what i'm tired and don't remember the last two minutes let's switch is a, a lot better on your conscience it, i guess it, it kind of is and there was moments where i just was like as soon as i felt like i was like getting a little laggy yeah you were like hey like let's when do you feel like switching yeah and i was like right now <laughs> <laughs> But, like, had I been by myself, I would have just, like, driven another nine hours. Yeah, exactly. And been fine with it. I dove into the psychology of road trips. Oh. (laughs) 
as is my weekly task. <laughs> and uh, here's uh, here's what I found. I got I found the top ten uh, reasons that road trips are actually good for you. Oh, there really wasn't any bad things. Nice. We're doing. We're on a. Have we picked a bad one? No. Not yet. Not in a while, at least. Not in a while. We're on a, <laughs> we're on a pretty like good streak here. Yeah. Um, the top 10, 10 reasons road trips are good for you. Number 10, it gives you time to reflect on life. Oh. I would agree with that. Yeah, definitely. You're truly trapped with yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is honestly where I got a lot of my belt. On the pooper mm-hmm. and in the car. Yeah. Is the two things where I think the most deeply about things. I also come up with a lot of story ideas. Showers and cars. Yeah. Anywhere, basically, you can't write anything down. <laughs> Anywhere where it would be incredibly dangerous to have electronics. Yeah. Water and <laughs> whilst driving. It is time. It is a time like when I'm, uh, that's the where I write my best jokes. That's where um, if I have a really big set going, coming up, I'm just like, I hope I can drive there. Gives you a little like. Yeah, time to time. think. Yeah. Uh, number nine, less stress about money. Mm-hmm. Because it is generally cheaper if you're driving your own vehicle. Yeah. And you don't have to rent a vehicle when you get there. Right. And you have the freedom to stay wherever you want. Yeah. You don't have to pay $30 for extra luggage and then yeah. $30 to select your seat. and You can pack a cooler of food. Yep. You're not eating three meals out a day because you can just go to the grocery store, pack a cooler, and eat like a normal human. Although I'm not. that. This is my like treat thing when I go on a road trip. Yeah. I get breakfast and I get lunch. Generally a fast food. Yeah, I just started, really. Like, my mom has kids. Like, we went on road trips a ton when we were kids, and she always had breakfast, lunch, packed, and then supper. Maybe we'd grab Subway or something. Right. But now, like, in the last, you know, five or six years of being on the road. Right. You kind of, you can't do that. I know. It's been <laughs> McDonald's breakfast. And yeah. I try to get something other than a burger for lunch, mm-hmm. but more often than not, it's a burger for lunch. Yeah, so. yeah. But, so, so yeah, less stress about money. Uh, number eight, explore the countryside. Yeah. There's yeah. so many, like, um, nice uh, articles and that talk about how good it is to just not be in a city for a minute. Right. Like, go and just, like, drive through the countryside. It's just a, a nice thing for your mind. Uh, number seven, you forget about work. Sort of. I yeah. mean, I think a lot, so I, yeah. I'm mostly thinking about work. But for... I, Yeah. When I had a full-time job, I definitely spent a lot of time having fake arguments in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you says that to me, then I'll say this to him. Yeah. That's my whole life. <laughs> it's just like, um, people are like, hey, how are you? I'm like already mad about nothing. Yeah. Because I've designed a fake argument with them. <laughs> number six, uh, gives you an opportunity to enjoy your music. Yes. Oh, so right. many albums that, like, I associate with road trips. Um, I was, yeah, I was actually just, like, in the, I had to drive from Chilliwack to Vancouver uh, <laughs> yesterday, and we were talking about how a friend of mine who was driving me was talking about how he uh, would hear albums for the first time and, like, go to the record store and buy them. Yeah. In 1922. <laughs> 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 and just, like, I felt there was a lot of, like, connections to music I have from being in a car. Mm-hmm. Because you're mm-hmm. just like, you hear something and you're on the radio or, yeah. you know, now, now like on, I put it on Sirius XM or right. I put it on, um, uh, just a different playlist Yeah, on my, you, you're always hearing new music. Yeah. So that's really good for your brain and uh, the ability to connect with music. Number five, chance to explore different cultures. Oh yeah, you'd have to drive awfully far. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're not going <laughs> the culture of uh, Banff to Canmore. Yeah. And, uh... That one I laughed at because I was like, where are you driving? <laughs> Make memories with friends, number four. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
We've created some memories. We have. Remember that time we both farted and <laughs> neither one said anything? <laughs> yep. That was a good memory. Uh, number three, uh, break from social media. <laughs> yes. You shouldn't be on your phone. No, you should not. Number two, uh, no public transport schedule. Oh, thank you're, God. You're not tied to... A bus that's never going to come. Yeah, a bus or a plane or a train or whatever. And now that we have those, we don't really have the train option here. Right. I was supposed to actually take the train down to, I want to say Portsmouth. That's not what it's called. Where does all the hippies live down in Oregon? <laughs> a Portland. Portland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for my birthday, but COVID. But COVID yeah. happened. So it's... I wish we had a train between Calgary. We do, but it's not, it takes two days and it's a luxury Drive. Yeah, the funny thing about, yeah, the uh, CN Rail or CP Rail is, like, a luxury experience, and it costs far more to sit on a train for 9,000 days <laughs> than it does to just fly somewhere that's literally an hour and a half away on a plane. Yeah. This is funny. Number one, it's an adventure. Oh. That's just, like, I'm like, oh, someone got lazy at the end of there <laughs> figuring out what that was. Yeah. But it was... Yeah, it is an adventure, man. It is. You're kind of just like, the wind is in my hair. I've got no rules to follow mm -hmm. other than traffic rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it feels like an adventure. So, it, honestly, like, I, everything about a road trip is good. Yeah. And if you're, and if you're like, going on a road trip, you're planned it. You're excited about it. You want, you want to take it. Yeah. And it's part of the travel part of it that is the... The yeah. goal of it, rather than just your destination. Yeah, you betcha. It, it is part of the trip to travel there. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah. So I really, I, yeah, I didn't find anything bad. Turns out road trip's very good for you. Yay. Yeah. Well, speaking of adventure, I've got a little adventure story for you. Please. Okay. So, way back in the 1600s in England, we're going to do another King story. I love King. We watched Hamilton last night. Oh, and yeah. Carla's favorite part, the <laughs> King songs. <laughs> Yay. Back in the day, there was a bit of a civil war. Charles I got in some, a little, he was being a little bit of a brat, wasn't asking for, uh, for opinions from others. Okay. And so, this whole civil war broke out. So Charles I, he's involved in lots of wars, and the rest of his family flees England, including Char his son, Char what would be Charles II. Okay. Doesn't work so out so well for Charles I. He was beheaded in January 1649. He's the only king, queen, to be beheaded really? while in power. Yeah. Oh, wow. In England. Yeah. Obviously, France. Yeah. They, they cut a couple people's heads off. The old guillotine was uh, <laughs> common yeah. practice in France. But that was later. Okay. So, Charles II, he's a teenager kind of at this time, and he's in his 20s, I think. He wants to take back his his throne. Uh, Cromwell, right now, has taken over. He's not the king. He's just sort of in charge. And so, Charles II leaves France, and he makes a deal with the Scots up okay. in Scotland, who are Presbyterian, so different religion, still Protestant. Yeah. England's also Protestant at this right now. Um, and they agree if he follows their very strict rules, religious rules, that they will let him be king of Scotland. Oh, okay. So that's super fun for him, and he does not like this. <laughs> but what are you going to do if you yeah. need an army? He marches south with 16,000 people army to Worcester, uh, versus Cromwell's new model army, which is a very fancy name, 28,000. So wow. he loses that war. Yeah, based purely on numbers. And I guess it's battle more than war. So the Battle of Worcester was 
uh, he was beaten by Cromwell and his army. This was on the 3rd of September, 1651. He reluctantly fled because obviously they were they were taking prisoners. They were killing, you know, a lot of the... And these were a lot of uh, people from Scotland was what the army was made up of. So he reluctantly fled to Bothwell House and White Ladies. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which is a house name, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Not just, I, like, some white ladies. No, I feel like your wife would be a little reluctant <laughs> to let you to go to white ladies' house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he wanted to eventually get to London uh, and hide in the big population that was there. Um, everyone else tried to get back to Scotland, but almost all of them were caught. Okay. So no escaping the New Model Army. Mm. I feel like that's a band name. Or that New Model Army does sound like yeah. a punk band. They knew that if the king got caught, they would they would execute him. Really. Right. So they disguised him as a woodsman. They cut his hair. Um, he was a six foot two tall man. That's very tall back then. Yeah. He also had very dark hair. He had a very dark complexion because his mom was half Spanish, I guess. That makes you have a dark complexion. And you have to remember, this is England. Yeah, so like... <laughs> Everyone is translucent. <laughs> um, so they cut his hair, short on top, long at the sides. I don't think that's quite a mullet, but I don't also know what that means. <laughs> yeah, short up top, long at the... That... I feel like that's party on the sides. Business on the top, party on the sides. Yeah. Uh, he was given laborer clothes, which were far too small for him. Um, even the shoes, they had to uh, cut slits in them so he could wear them. So eventually that ended up like wrecking his feet. And they also thought he better travel by himself. If he's going with like 60 other people, probably that's going to get some attention brought to it. Right. So he travels with uh, Lord Wilmot. Because he can't go by himself. No. It'd be sad. Sounds so sad. Um, and then all the other followers left to escape to Scotland. Guess what happened? <laughs> they got cut and executed. But very nicely, or somewhat sweetly, they all told the king, don't tell us what your plan is. Because right. they don't want, no one wanted to have the responsibility of it being tortured out of them. Right. So they were very loyal to him. While he was at Boscoville House, he was taught by the Pendrel family how to talk with a local accent. Oh. Um, this is kind of up in the Birmingham area, I guess. It's probably not the same accent now. But, yeah, in um, 16 what? Yeah. And also how to walk like a laborer or a peasant. Right. Um, apparently he got the accent down. He had a really hard time walking like a lower person really that's, that's <laughs> funny to me as a lower person i feel like must we must trudge along like, i guess so like there's you know or your legs are bowed i don't know i don't know how a king walks struts i guess a king would strut a king would strut we would trudge <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't figure out how to get him to london because all of their connections were sort of in the local area and this was mostly catholics even okay. though he's a protestant the catholics obviously not being treated very nicely by England in yeah. general because since they moved to um, be Protestant. So, right. And his mother was Catholic. So that was kind of the uh, system they stored him, stored him. They, they stored hid him. him <laughs> they also had a theory they were going to try to get to Wales, but that was completely blocked off by soldiers. Okay. So he kind of just went into this almost like, okay, let's just do day one, <laughs> get to somewhere else. Yeah. At one point, he one of 
his people that was with him thought it would be not safe to be in the house or the I mean these aren't just tiny houses these are castles yeah yeah so the two of them hid for the day in an oak tree oh and now this is the royal oak tree oh because he was up there also, if you know, like probably... Like, everything he touches is now royal. It's the <laughs> royal wad of toilet paper. This is next to the royal <laughs> bidet. And uh, we all know probably a local pub named the Royal Oak. Yes. That's where they get the names from. Really? Yeah. So it's all about... Because Charles II hid in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. And there's a district in Calgary called Royal Oak. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh. And it's just filled with kings hiding in trees. <laughs> 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 ah, what a fun place. It's the name of the mental institution. <laughs> At one point while he was hiding in the tree, parliamentary soldiers passed right underneath. So after that, then they hid Charles in a priest hole. Now you're Catholic. Yeah. Do you know what a priest hole is? Well, you know what? Um, no, my mom was Catholic. Right. So I went to Catholic school. So you didn't have a, a priest hole in your house. No, but you know what? I am I am Protestant. I was baptized Lutheran. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so uh, we don't uh, us Lutherans don't keep uh, priest holes in our house. The Catholics very famous for hiding priests in what one may say holes. Uh, so this was going on because you couldn't have you really weren't supposed to be practicing Catholic. So if you're a Catholic priest, obviously you're going to be prosecuted. A lot of people in their fancy houses would build these like little holes to hide them, like under the ground or like behind a closet. Really? Yeah. So, um, and they had 90 years of experience of hiding people. So this was perfect for them to find then uh, Charles II and be like, oh, great. You can go in this tiny little hole. The only issue being that he is six foot two. Yeah. They're like, quick, get in the closet with the other priests. <laughs> And they just folded in. <laughs> so yeah, it was pretty uncomfortable for him. So then he spent the next six weeks hiding in various places with the help of Catholics and Royalists. He traveled as a servant, um, riding on the same horse as a nice lady Ooh. who helped him out. Yeah. Um, at one point, that horse lost a shoe, so Charles had to actually bring it to a blacksmith, he being the servant. Yes. Um, and asked if there's any news on that... Uh, that ruffian Charles II. <laughs> and he's, I'm just picturing him with like a Charlie Chaplin mustache on. He's like, any news on the. Uh... <laughs> Basically. And then he said to the, uh, the blacksmith, he said, I told him that if that rogue were taken, he deserved to be hanged more than the rest for bringing in the Scots. <laughs> That's what Charles II said to hide himself? Yeah. Oh boy, this so, road trip is oh, taking this is some good. turns. <laughs> this is a different kind of road trip. <laughs> he was given the task of spinning a roast on a fire. This being a man who generally had someone who wipe his chin with a napkin for right. him. He would ask servants for a description of Charles. Oh, okay. And they would say, oh, he's at least three fingers taller than you. So he had some pretty good uh, hiding thing, yeah. He pretended to be a runaway couple with somebody. When somebody said, when they were, when he was recognized as an innkeeper, as somebody that he thought he knew, Charles convinced him that they'd both been servants in the same house. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. So he's a smooth talker, He is a smooth, yeah, very charming. Um, And I think they kind of say this was a very uh, positive time for him because he actually got to interact with normal human beings and not a lot of kings or queens would have this opportunity 
before or since. I mean, yeah. we're not throwing Prince William down, making him walk through. <laughs> They'd be like, my, those are mighty large ears. <laughs> Eventually, he made his way to Brighton, and he boarded a ship called Surprise. Ooh. Yeah, and headed to France. Two hours after the ship had left, troops arrived to arrest him. But Surprise, he got on the Surprise ship. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I thought that was a funny joke, but it's not. I like it. I'm just thinking of like how funny all this, the priest hiding in the closets, <laughs> and then he gets, he comes out of the closet, and then he gets on a ship called Surprise. Yeah. I'm just like, all of it to me is very exciting. Eventually, Cromwell dies, and after 18 months, no one really uh, is available to rule, so they're just like, oh, can you come back? <laughs> so he's 30 years old at this point, this is 1660. So now there is a uh, footpath in England called Monarch's Way. It's 625 miles or 1,006 kilometers, and it follows the escape path of Charles II. Oh, wow. So I'll show you a little map here. We can yeah. maybe post it on. So it's not exactly Whoa. like a straight line. It basically goes like up, around, down, 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 one way to another way. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is like, and this is like, I mean, on a map, it's, yeah. he's gone a long way. Yeah. This was quite a road trip. This was quite the road trip. Um, and actually, a friend of my husband, uh, Lee Stewart Evans, set the record for the fastest time completing the Monarch's Way in 16 days, averaging 40 miles a day and only sleeping for two to three hours. He actually has a, a blog post about this experience, and it's it is pretty interesting. So, yeah, give a, give a Google to Lee Stewart Evans and the Monarch's Way. And the Monarch's Way. Yeah. That's, uh, oh, my God. That was, and just hiding in holes. He wasn't, now, <laughs> now we're just, like, we're, like, setting up tents and we're like, wow, I'm yeah. really roughing it. Oh, yeah. Try sleeping in a tree <laughs> on your next road trip. Listen, I sleep in trees all the time, <laughs> and I am exhausted by the fact that you do not believe me. <laughs> Uh, but I do have a, a new uh, news story for Ooh. you. There was, uh, this comes from, uh, I got this off of the CTV. Nice. Uh, that's just uh, Canadian television. Television. Yeah, CTV broadcasting. Sure. <laughs> there were a couple that uh, wanted to, uh, that came over from Switzerland to do a big road trip across Canada. Right. Like, I mean, they had very, like, thoroughly planned this. They were going to go all through Canada, all through uh, some, well, and then d dipping down into some of the states and stuff. Right. Uh, in a big, they transformed a big, what looked to be like an old dump truck. Yeah. And they transformed it into a house. Oh. Well, like a. Like a little mobile home. Yeah, like a, like a van, oh, like van yeah. living. Hashtag van living. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they transformed it into this, a really cool uh, house on wheels, motorhome, and they were driving it all the way from Halifax to Vancouver Island. Oh, wow. So one end of the... One end of the country to the other. So if you're not familiar with Canada, that's a long ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Halifax, I would say, I would argue that Newfoundland's a little further east, but Halifax is not much... Uh, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's right on the on the ocean there right on the ocean in the maritimes so yeah so it's uh it was incredibly uh long trip so they went through all the way through canada all the way through the united states in this dump truck converted <laughs> thing and they ended up in vancouver island yeah and then covid hit 
No way. Yeah, so they're kind of stuck there. Oh, wow. So um, this was like, this is an article from like last week. So they're kind of, but they were just talking about how, what a great place to be stuck. Yeah. Vancouver Island, because they were kind of hoping, they were talking uh, amongst themselves and they're saying like, you know, like what would be the best place to be stuck in? Mm-hmm. And they were like, Vancouver Island yeah. was, because you have the mountains, the water, and they were hoping to get some skiing in and stuff like that early in the, like, some spring skiing and stuff like right. that. So they were just, like, and Whistler had been, they said that they were surprised that Whistler was still functioning and going. Right. Because yeah. back home, everybody else had been uh, quarantining already. Right. And right. Canada was not quite yet on the same page, so everybody was kind of just like, well, it should be fine. Yeah. You know, like, not a big deal. But, uh, and then, like, a week later... They couldn't get toilet paper from the grocery store. Oh, no. And they were just like, you know, like, I think we all know, like, what that was like when it first hit. Everyone was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. But they were just, like, living in their dump truck mobile (laughs) uh, hundreds of thousands of miles away from home. And, uh, but yes, they, they, uh, they don't know how long they're going to be stuck in Vancouver Island. Right. Because they can't quite go home yet. Yeah. Um, they've obviously extended their trip, but yep. they are on a, the, sometimes road trips can go wrong, but yep. for these, this couple's really made that went well the best of it. Yeah. They're like, wow, that's good. this is gone right. Yeah. yeah. So we decided that with road trips, uh, you can't drink and drive. Carla. No, no. So we found the most legal way to do it, <laughs> which is get a 0.05 alcohol content based, uh, drink. And that is for this week, kombucha. I'm not yaying that. Yeah, kombucha. <laughs> I, if you can see my face and see Carla's, too bad this isn't a video podcast because yeah. I was like, kombucha! And her face was like, I hate you for picking this. <laughs> I think why, should, should we just explain why you hate it? Well, we don't actually know why. Yeah. We just, but I did try it in, on the, on the car ride. Yeah. We had two different kinds, very nice flavoring. Yes. I, for some reason, don't like it. I don't know what it is. It's too... Well, at first Carla said, uh, the only thing I know that ferments other than alcohol is kimchi and yogurt. So in her mind, kombucha was going to taste like... kimchi. Yeah. Yogurt kimchi. (laughs) I like yogurt. Kimchi and I are not... not, We haven't found each other. Quite yet. Quite yet. Okay. I think someone introduced it to me by putting it on a pizza too, which... Yeah, come on, guys. come on, don't, don't frig with pizza in a, such a blasphemous way. Um, but if you're wondering what kombucha is, much like Carla was in the car, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it yogurt? No, kimchi? Nah. Alcohol? <laughs> a little. It's uh, kombucha starts out in the making of kombucha starts out as a sugary tea, which is then fermented with the help of a scoby. Do you know what a scoby is? No. A scoby is the actual uh, thing that ferments it. Oh. And it's an acronym uh, for a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. Ooh. It's actually a very close cousin to the mother that is used to make, make vinegar. Oh, right. Okay. So that's kind of why it tastes pretty... It does. I love vinegar. I mean, I don't drink it. Yeah. Do drink it? No. No. But I, I love... Like pickles. I love pickles. I love vinegar chips. I love... Maybe your love for vinegar <laughs> is like, hey, kombucha, we already have vinegar. Yes. Maybe well, that's what it is. Maybe I'm defending vinegar yeah, from kombucha defend. taking over. Well, it's very... Um, it can be... It tastes a little vinegary, but as I'm... I always thought there was vinegar in it, but we read the like the ingredients, and it's truly just like tea. Mm-hmm. It's fermented tea. Yeah. 
So you can have any flavor you want. Like you can, you know, we there was like mango. They're always weird flavors too, though. They're always like chlorophyll. Yeah, that was, that so was a weird one. Lime and chlorophyll. Yeah. I also maybe shouldn't have picked. These. I should have. Picked, I should have eased Carla into kombucha with perhaps like a mango strawberry. Yeah. But then I was like, Carla, you can choose from chlorophyll lime or lavender mint. And she was like, uh, throw them out the window and kill yourself. Cause I hate your guts. And I was like, Carla, don't tell me that. Uh, okay, none of that happened. But she said she did try it, and she said she still doesn't like it. Yeah, I Which, did try. I, I, yeah, I tried it. And you have to try these things because you never know. You never know. And you know what? Sometimes it's nice to just go, yeah, I was right. Yeah. Trust your instincts, girl. <laughs> I'll try it again in two years. You never know. You right? never know. Maybe the maybe the uh, kombucha will make a huge change in the next I, <laughs> I doubt sir right because you know why why because kombucha has been around since the year 220 bc whoa yeah that is old is that why because that's how old it actually is and that's why it tastes yeah there's it's <laughs> they've never like remade the thing it's like a scoby that started like in 220 bc and it's just constantly been true actually my brother was and his wife were making kombucha and they were showing me the scoby in yeah. the glass they you make it in a glass jar right and they were showing me the scoby at the top and it looks so gross yeah but i mean i love they love kombucha right. i like it too yeah and it's just like it just the making process. You don't want to know what goes into the sausage. No, no. Just give me the sausage. You know. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's a neat process because I mean, it essentially that's what makes it fizzy. Right. Like, right. It's oh. a chemical reaction that makes it fizzy. Right. Oh, cool. Okay. So it's like there's not there's no bubbles. Right. Tossed in there. No extra carbonation. There's no actual carbonation. Yeah. That's it's cool. Just, it's the carb. It's the it's from the scoby bacteria. Mm. So kombucha originated in northeast China, historically referred to uh, Manchuria, in around 220 BC, and it was initially prized for its healing properties. The name reportedly, uh, reportedly derived from Dr. Kombu, a Korean physician who brought the fermented tea to Japan as a cure as a curative for the emperor uh, Inko. Yeah. So, so it was like so he must have needed something, and he right. was like, oh, I have this tea. And it does all these things. Right. Um, yeah. Like, and to make it is, like I said, an incredibly long, annoying process. Go right. to the grocery store. <laughs> they have it. And now it's kind of like a fatty thing. Yes, it's so very. So there's like kombucha breweries everywhere. And actually, if you just go to the beer brewery, like your local beer brewery, yeah. they always have kombucha on tap as well. Oh, really? Well, because they have all the equipment they there to ferment them. something. Yeah. So, and it's so popular. Right. So there's like a lot of people I know in my life that don't drink. So if I want to continue to be the brazen alcoholic that I am, right. it's nice to take them somewhere <laughs> where they have an option to drink to drink something, you not know. A, not um, as alcoholic-y. Yeah. And right. it's, it's so little that it's like, I mean, you just couldn't possibly get drunk off of it, even yeah. if you tried. Right. So there is, uh, uh, yeah, there's like this insane long process of how to like just make the SCOBY. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I could read through it, but why bore the entire <laughs> internet? Go to the grocery store, get it, or go to a local brewer. They have it. Yeah. You know support I mean? local. Support, hey, hashtag support local, okay? <laughs> That's what I hashtag these so more people listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a ton of hype surrounding kombucha. It's not just like, they're like, oh, this tea maybe helps you. It's just so rich in probiotics. Right. That the benefits of drinking it are astronomical. So it's like heavy in probiotics. It's heavy in antioxidants. Uh, it 
it reportedly has all the same properties of green tea that are helpful. Oh yeah. So it's it contains all the same nutrients as green tea. So there's that kills the bad bacteria in the body. Right. But it nur- it nurtures your gut biome in your stomach, which we're learning is very very important and can affect all manner of things, including mental health and yeah. Like if you have an unhealthy gut biome, it's like really not good for you. Yeah. So like that's why anything fermented is really good, and that's why yogurt is actually good for you, right? Because they're so it's so rich in pro- probiotics. So this, yeah, this is like a super version of drinking, dr- drinking, drinking yogurt. yogurt. <laughs> that is a thing. Yeah, there is like the those little. little uh, yeah, I've tried those too. I don't like, like them either. You don't like them? Yakult or something? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like them either. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe I just don't like drinking my probiotics. Yeah, you like. Hey, I like. <laughs> I prefer my probiotics in a semi-solid formation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it kills the bad bacteria <laughs> in the body. It reduces heart disease. It helps with type 2 uh, diabetes as it lowers the sugar in your blood. Right. Because it's not additional sugar, I guess. It's not additional sugar, but have something in it. Is kind of sugary or whatever. No, it rids the sugar. Oh. It gets rid of, like, excess sugar. Like, it washes it out. And it helps protect protect against cancer. So I don't know how that does that. (laughs) I look. It's so funny. It's like, when you look these things up, they're just like. Listen, it does, okay? Yeah. They're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's some benefits. Mm-hmm. But all in all, I mean, even if it doesn't help protect you from cancer and you still have a heart attack, it's yeah. not because you're drinking kombucha all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's because you're drinking too much kombucha. Yeah, maybe all you're drinking is kombucha and they're yeah. like, you died of starvation. <laughs> you can't rely purely on kombucha. Everything in moderation, guys. Everything in moderation. So yeah, that's uh, all in all this week. Like, good. very healthy. Yeah. It's, the road trips are good for you. Kombucha is yeah. not going to kill you. No. <laughs> and, uh, and take a friend. Yeah. If you're going to go on a road trip, take a friend. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, it was. It went so fast. In fact, we were both like, what? Why, why are we? Why are we here? <laughs> I know, like, I, I was, like, getting to Chilliwack and showing up to a friend's place, and I was like, I said I'd be there late. Yeah. And then I just got there at six. And then I just defended it by saying, well, my late is different than yours. <laughs> I have some interesting facts. Okay. Uh, I have found out um, the SCOBY thing. But the thing was that the kombucha is alive. It is alive. That's maybe also why I'm afraid of it. But they mention a combo of yeast and fungus. Well, that's how you make the SCOBY. Yeah. 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 It's the fungus. I'm not. Hey. We're not. I wish they wouldn't print that on the jar. (laughs) That's why they call it kombucha, not fungus tea. (laughs) (laughs) That one didn't pick up as well. Okay, so the longest road trip that you could possibly take is the Pan American Highway, which is 30,000 miles or 48,280 kilometers. It starts from Alaska and it goes all the way to Argentina. Holy smokes. You do have to go some, through something called the Darien Gap, which is a 100 mile or 160 kilometer impassable swampland. So you Ooh. can't drive through it or do anything through it. So you have to take a ferry. Okay. Um, it also features the Summit of Death. Where's the Summit of Death? That's a good question. Oh, okay. It's down in that area in Pan- Panama. Okay. It has an elevation of 11,300 feet. Or 3,444 meters. Wow. Apparently, I'm guessing this is for people that are walking through. 
rather than driving through because it is because it's at such a high altitude a lot of people die and freeze to death yeah it's also (laughs) sorry it's in uh costa rica it's the highest point in costa rica oh wow yeah some popular road trip movies yes uh almost famous yes dumb and dumber yes it happened one night have you seen that i have not seen that that's very good mad max yes that's a different kind that's of a different kind of road movie. trip movie uh thelma and louise oh classic <laughs> any others that you can think of? oh what am i thinking <laughs> about my favorite movie of all time mm-hmm. the wrong guy Oh, I can't remember if I've seen this. We've talked about this 7,000 times. This but... is, listen, the best movie that has ever happened to comedy and never will. It's Dave Foley, and he is essentially on a, I guess he's running away, but in a... So was Charles II. We counted we, that as we a can't <laughs> But he's, here's what happens. He murdered, or his boss gets murdered, and he thinks that everybody thought he did it. Right. No one... <laughs> thinks this. <laughs> he is running from no one. Right. It's a joke inside a joke inside a joke. Yeah. Because he's running from no one. No one is chasing him, but he thinks everybody is chasing him. Right. But as he's running away, he's actually on the tail of the actual murderer. Oh. So the murderer thinks he's a super agent. Right. That's chasing him. <laughs> but he's just like running oh, away. Man. He's just like a stupid guy running away from nothing. Yeah. I don't know how it never got bigger. Yeah. It um, does sound very funny. It's, I think the only way you can get it is by looking for it on YouTube. Like oh, I don't right. think there's an actual release of it. So go to YouTube and look up the wrong guy because yeah. it's the best movie that's ever that's happened. That's really good. <laughs> so car races. Yeah. Kind of a road trip. Well, specifically this one was. So 1908. Yeah. You know when cars were super popular in 1908? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Was that the Ford number one? Like yeah, I the, can't remember. <laughs> Henry, Henry Ford invented the Ford. Yeah. Uh, they did a New York to Paris car race. Oh, wow. You know how... There's a ocean <laughs> between all that yeah yeah that's kind of the theme of this entire race there's a very good uh the dollop episode on it yeah you have to listen to it it's very very good but it was basically um a bunch of it was an international race race very much in quotes here yeah. the, they drove from new york there was not a lot of roads <laughs> in america at that point yeah so a lot of pushing through snow a lot of digging themselves out of holes. It's very slow. Very, very slow. I love that they chose to do this in the winter. I know. It was because I think they thought at one point that they were going to be able to cross something that was frozen. Okay. I don't know if they thought... The ocean? The ocean. They're like, cross. my God, this is not <laughs> nearly as solid as we had hoped. I mean, they did like some crazy... So I think also, I don't know if they thought the Bering Strait was still there. You know, the land bridge? Yeah. From 20,000 years ago. Uh-huh. Maybe they missed that piece of news and it wasn't there anymore. They didn't do their weekly news story <laughs> like we did. I mean, they had to travel along railway tracks in Russia and have people shooting them. It's a great story of stupidity. Oh, I would love to hear it. Yeah. Um, check out the dollop to see yes. that. that's like our one of our favorite oh my god we listened to that on our road trip we love the dollop podcasts are great for listening to yeah. on a road trip hey listen to podcasts because we do this every week every thursday we uh come out with a new episode uh and we're so excited to have you listen and please like subscribe and share 
Uh, I was on iTunes last night, and I don't know how to do that, so if you figure it out, <laughs> please let us know. But you know what? If you comment and uh, subscribe and like, then it just really helps us for the next week. So please uh, go there. If you have any ideas for us, uh, send it to us. We're at Gmail. We are at lifeparingspodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at lifeparingspodcast. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks.